San Diego has approved a new ordinance prohibiting homeless people from living in their vehicles. This emergency ordinance was passed last night after hours of debate and goes into effect immediately. It replaces a similar law that was found unconstitutional. During the several months vehicle habitation was allowed, many homeless people parked in beach communities and other neighborhoods, much to the frustration of the people who live there. For the San Diego Union Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. This woman got so emotional during Tuesday evening's San Diego City Council meeting that she walked out. This law is designed to make a criminal to be disabled and poor. Please examine your own heart before voting on this heartless law. People on both sides clearly passionate about their feelings on a proposed ordinance that would ban people from sleeping in their cars and campers. I see this as an issue regarding health and safety because people who live in my neighborhood are defecating and urinating on the street. The proposal would make it illegal for people to sleep in their vehicles from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. or anytime within 500 feet of certain places like schools. City leaders say the plan is to help homeless residents by providing monitored parking lots with restroom access and services like housing assistance and job training. If we pass or if we do not pass, we are going to destabilize all the communities that we have worked so hard to build. If this bill passes, we won't just be moving out of our vehicles. We'll be moving into those seats. After the council listened to those for and against, members addressed the crowd. We need to resolve homelessness. The way to resolve homelessness is with housing. During discussion, they voted to amend the enforcement time from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. And then they cast the big vote all these people had been waiting for. And that passes six to three. And that recap of the meeting was from our news partner, San Diego Fox 5. David Garrick, you cover City Hall for the Union Tribune. And there was some big news last night about a new ordinance which prevents people from living in their vehicles. This has been an ongoing problem in San Diego. So when you explain, how did we get here in the first place? Well, San Diego had a, a law in the book starting in 1983, and there was not a lot of controversy surrounding it over the years other than ordinary situations where people would get ticketed. But uh, then a group uh, that represents disabled people filed a lawsuit saying that the city's law was basically unconstitutional, and a federal judge last August agreed and said the city had to stop enforcing it, which the city did, and then they actually repealed it in February, and ever since then the city the city staff and city attorneys have been scrambling to come up with a replacement ordinance, and that's what they did, and that's what was approved last night. And a lot of the frustration came from people who live in residential neighborhoods who are seeing people live in their cars and, in some cases, people leave trash and human waste nearby. So um, why don't you kind of explain the pro and the cons of the of the city council and kind of why each side had voted their own way? Well, I, I think I would take a different take. I mean, Barbara Bree, I think, summed it up saying that the reason she voted yes was two types of safety. She feels like the neighborhoods will be safer if you have this law, and she feels like the people who are living in their cars will be safer if they're in safe parking lots. The city has designated actually four of those. Two are city-funded, and then two are uh, funded by a nonprofit. Uh, but basically, there's four available to people, and the city plans to open a fifth in Mission Valley in mid-June. And her idea was that while we understand we have empathy for people sleeping in a car. If they're sleeping in a car in a safe lot where there's hand washing stations and restrooms and lighting and security, they're safer than if they're on a car 
by the beach where anything can happen and, and dangerous situations can arise. In addition, the neighbors, residents who live in the beach communities, and anywhere in San Diego, but it appears the beach communities are the most impacted, they're safer if there aren't people sleeping on their streets and then maybe urinating in their front yard, maybe leaving trash outside. So uh, that was the argument. On the other side, the three council members who voted against it, it was a 6-3 vote, said they just thought that the ordinance was rushed, it was patched together, wasn't ready for prime time, that the city was so so anxious to get something on the books before summer, mm-hmm. when homelessness might get even worse, that they they decided that they would put past this, but that, that those folks thought that the law really wasn't ready for prime time. And what exactly makes this law legal in a sense? Because there was the, the issue that caused it to go away for several months because it was too vague. How is this more specific? The federal judge said that the old uh, ordinance was too vague because basically you, if you were a waiter and you were at lunch and you were sleeping, uh, you, you dozed off while you were reading a book in your car, you could be uh, basically cited under the old law. So he said that was too vague and the city needed to come up with something more specific. This is extremely specific. There are a bunch of different specific things. If you have a sleeping bag in your car, if you have a cooler for food, if there's signs that you have a human waste in the car. And the police say that they're not going to enforce based on just one or even two of those things, that they're going to enforce it based on a totality of circumstances. So a police officer will be urged not to write a ticket unless it's clear that there's multiple pieces of evidence that someone is living in their car. Police also say they're going to issue warnings on the first offense in all cases. So uh, tonight, uh, is there plans for kind of a, a sweep to notify people of this change in law? Uh, I don't know if I would call it a sweep, but I bet that they would they would object to that word. But they, I, they certainly say they're going to engage in an education campaign. Mm-hmm. And one is just letting people know that this law is back in effect. And then two, letting people know about these safe lots. And maybe this is too optimistic, but I feel like supporters of the law and the police feel like once they're aware that there's safe parking lots, if they're genuinely homeless and genuinely down on their luck, they're going to choose that route. I think that their argument would be that a lot of the folks who were going to stay at the beach and stay on the street are something called van lifers, Mm -hmm. people who deliberately choose to avoid having a mortgage and pay rent, and they want to live on the street. It's, It's a choice. It's a conscious choice. And then there's a third group who are tourists in RVs or large vans who in the past have had to pay for hotels or had to pay for some sort of parking, and they are taking advantage of the of the absence of this law to basically come and spend weeks in San Diego for free. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those problems that kind of focuses on the, I hate to put like a, a kind of a range on it, but people who are homeless but not extremely mentally ill, it's, it's kind of people who are perhaps more able than other homeless people than you may see downtown. So it seems there's more kind of room to regulate versus like some of the kind of edge cases that we may see, um, you know, in some parts of downtown. You know, that's interesting you say that. And I do understand what you're saying. And I think there's probably some truth to it. But I would say that the opposite is sometimes said that when, when they ask why are these people living in their cars instead of living in a shelter, a lot of times the answer is that they do have a touch of mental illness and they don't want to live in a shelter because there's rules and they don't necessarily function well when there are rules or that they're disabled. And so they don't like shelters require stairs and living in sort of a prison style environment, for lack of a better, where when you're in a car, you have your your own freedom. Mm-hmm. But, but I do hear what you're saying. I, I think the city feels like they made a balanced choice. And I think they feel like this is not going to be draconian. 
This is going to be handled with warnings first. This is only going to be used as a last resort, and it's primarily going to target van lifers and tourists, not ordinary folks down on their luck. That's what they feel like. We'll see. We'll see if that happens that way. Well, the proof will be in the pudding, and we'll see if Georgette Gomez, Chris Ward, and Monica Montgomery, who voted against it, are right that it's half-baked, it's not properly done, it was patched together, and maybe the city will be vulnerable to lawsuits, or maybe it won't work the way people think it will. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now that this is finally put into place, um, does the city expect to have people like calling calling the Get It Done app or doing something proactive to get homeless people off of the street? Because there certainly has been a lot of anger I've seen on social media about this problem. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing going to be complaint-based, although if a police officer sees someone who's obviously living in their car, they can do something. But the city envisions it as complaint-based. city, I think they're already getting enough complaints. They're getting hundreds and hundreds of complaints from the beach areas already. But yes, you can use the Get It Done app. And it's, I'm glad you brought that up because that's, that's part of the plan is to route it through the Get It Done app. So mm-hmm. in addition to reporting a pothole or graffiti, you can now report someone living in their car in sort of the same same uh, type of way. So uh, that, that's a good idea. All right. David Garrick, thank you so much. Thanks. Gary Worth, you cover homelessness for the San Diego Union-Tribune, and I'm calling you up in North County. And uh, you've been gathering reaction after the news that San Diego has now banned people from living in their cars. Why don't you explain what's the reaction that you're hearing currently? Well, I talked to one person who lives in Ocean Beach uh, around Sunset Cliffs, and he was in support of it. uh, And he, he, he said he hasn't seen a change yet. Uh, though in uh, in his neighborhood, that there are still people out there. He thinks it's going to uh, be a while before anyone uh, actually does make a you know it's like start enforcing it. But he, uh, you know, he wanted it to you know he wanted to stress that he is compassionate about people who do you know live in their cars because they don't have another choice. Uh, but what he had been dealing with in his neighborhood was what what he calls the van lifers and and the people he thought were from out of state and were living, you know, just in their neighborhood. And he did see an increase in people who were doing that after it, uh, the previous law was repealed. So he thinks that, you know, this was a good thing. Um, yet at the same time, he thinks that he's compassionate about the people who otherwise uh, didn't have a choice. But those weren't the people he was seeing in his neighborhood. On the other side, uh, I've talked to some, some people who do live in their cars and had lived in their cars, and uh, it's very frustrating uh, for them to be on the run uh, without any uh, other options because they can't afford uh, to have a place um, that you know would be a more conventional home. But one interesting conversation I had with someone was that uh, the enforcement of the law uh, actually made his life worse because his car got after a number of tickets he had, his car got uh, impounded. Uh, so now he had no car. And he said other people, you know, it's all they have. It's, you know, they can still function if they have a car. But without a car, you might not have a job anymore, and your life spirals more downward. So I uh, thought that that could have a detrimental effect mm-hmm. on, on uh, people who are already homeless and living in their cars uh, and don't have another choice. And also, can you give us a sense about what's the size of the homeless population that lives in cars? Oh, that's really tough, actually, uh, uh, because we 
we don't know, you know, from the latest count, how many people are, are living in, in their cars. But I know from, uh, like, last year, um, there, um, the number of, of people that they had with, like, 12,062 people were in, in vehicles, in cars alone. Uh, but back in that year, they did not count RVs. Uh, so this year, they did something different. And I'm talking about the Regional Task Force on the Homeless point-in-time count. So uh, this year, they tried to be more precise uh, in counting people in vehicles, and they did that by trying to do one-on-one interviews with people. But that actually curtailed the effort of, uh, you know, that they had for counting people. So they mm-hmm. ended up with 499 people in cars and 74 in RVs. And again, last year, it was more than 1,200 people in cars. So it was suspiciously low this year. Uh, so, you know, we do think that there's more people than were counted this year. Uh, so there's like 1,200 people at, at least in, in vehicles. And they say that there's more people who are living in, in cars these, these days. We don't have an accurate count here, but um, like in Seattle, King County, uh, they had a 46% increase in the number of people who were living in vehicles. And the, and the sense is that there are more people who are living in vehicles. We just don't have a real accurate count of it right now in San Diego County. Mm-hmm. And um, the whole strategy of establishing these safe lots where people who live in their cars are able to park and have showers and hand-washing stations and restrooms is that uh, a way of tackling the homeless problem that is supported within the homeless community, or is it one of those things that is kind of a flashpoint? Well, yeah, it's definitely a way of addressing uh, the pe- people who are uh, otherwise in jeopardy of being ticketed and even losing their vehicles and having no other place to go. And everyone also agrees it's good to have services connected with those parking lots. And I talked to uh, Teresa Smith, who runs Dreams Change today, she uh, uh, they've got a couple of parking lots, including one that does allow RVs, just five of them now, uh, 24 hours there. And, and she says she does believe that uh, putting this law back in place is going to drive up the demand for see, parking lots. And she doesn't think that what we have now is going to meet the demand. So, uh, again, they're not enforcing it. Uh, immediately. It's going to affect immediately, but they're not enforcing it. Uh, but we still have to open some more lots to be able to create, to match the demand that she thinks that this is going to create. And the city does have one, a, a new one that, uh, you know, will hold up to, I think, 200 lots, uh, 200 standard vehicles and up to 80 RVs. That's one by the stadium. But that's still a month away before that opens. And she's not sure that even with that opening that we're going to meet the, the demand. So, uh, you know, she said we'll just have to wait and see what's going to happen. Certainly, and it's worth noting that um, everyone living in a car gets essentially a warning before they get ticketed. So it'll probably be a couple weeks until residential neighborhoods actually notice a change. I would I would think so, If uh, and that itself may be even soon. So I, I just haven't heard that they're doing any enforcements today. All right, Gary War, thank you so much. In other news, attorney Corey Briggs has dropped out of the San Diego mayoral race. Briggs earned a name for suing the city on a regular basis, winning several high-profile lawsuits. 
he told his supporters that he believes he is a better lawyer than a politician. He first told his opponents, Assemblyman Todd Gloria and Councilwoman Barbara Bree and activist Tosh Williamson, that he was dropping out via text Tuesday. If Briggs had won the race, he'd have to stop suing the city and recuse himself from any city discussions pertaining to his lawsuits. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. Check out some of our other podcasts, too. The conversation features topical interviews with newsmakers, and Hot Lava is our podcast about all things Padres. Go to sandiegounionchibune.com slash podcasts for more.